Waiting outside Coco Confectionery, Catherine Ford opened her reticule and peered at the train tickets nestled inside. She'd had the two-inch-long vouchers for three days, and each time she dared to look, her mouth dried to sand and her lungs constricted. Determined, she snapped her bag closed. Her intended had also sent enough money to purchase her stagecoach ticket once she reached Waterloo, and from there she'd travel on to Montana Territory. She squared her shoulders and lifted her chin. How difficult could it be to plant and harvest? She'd done her share of clipping the roses at home, and she'd even enjoyed it. Milking a cow couldn't be that arduous, could it? Women had done that task since the beginning of time. Bertha Buckholtz hurried out of the chocolate shop, a small white bag in her hand. She met Catherine where she'd left her, and the two young women started up the street, the commotion of the weekly market all around. Aromas, some good, some not, drifted on the air. A multitude of voices sounded as the merchants hailed to all who passed by their booths. Praise the cacophony. Praise anything to distract me. Look, Bertha pointed discreetly to a couple strolling arm in arm in front of them. Aren't they beautiful? I want a husband just like that, but plump, like me. Someone who appreciates freshly baked bread and fine desserts. They're lovely, Catherine replied, making sure her voice didn't wobble. I wish I were able to bake like you. Piano and fencing aren't exactly prime skills for a farmer's wife. She smiled prettily. But I'll make do. I have to. Tobit Priest is waiting to claim me as his wife. Wife? She tamped down her panic. This mail-order bride business had started as a lark, a rebellious decision she knew would cut her domineering father to the quick. She remembered the sinking feeling when she'd received Tobit's letters of interest and her assurances to Mrs. Seymour when she accepted the match that she could be a farmer's wife. What if Tobit Priest turns out to be just like my father? Her mother had lived under a magnifying glass since the day she'd said, I do. Franklin Munson Ford told his wife what to eat, think, and even what to wear. No matter what her mother did, it was always wrong. And from the time of Catherine's first memories, he'd been the same with her. Her sister, Poppy, was the lone exception to his overbearing ways. Their father doted on her every whim. Catherine swallowed nervously, pushing away her thoughts of home, of course cowboys, and of the primitive town without a speck of culture called Why Not. If her father hadn't been so appalled when she'd announced her plan to become a mail-order bride, she might consider returning home to make amends instead of to say goodbye. But only if he would capitulate. I'm almost twenty and should be allowed to make my own decisions. Her father would never agree to that. She might as well bash her head against a stone wall. The only way to get back into his good graces would be to marry Oscar Scott, the man she'd been promised to since she was an infant. Marrying Oscar was no option at all. He was an egotistical bore, as well as domineering and a bit deceitful. If his unpleasant personality were the only obstacle, perhaps she would relent— 
But she'd grown up with Oscar and considered him more a stepbrother than a suitor. She wanted a husband who moved the stars when he walked into the room, a man who was a partner, not a boss, someone who loved her, and she him. That man was not Oscar. But was that man Tobit Priest? Fathers disowned me, cut me out of his will. The thought sliced her to the quick. I need this marriage now more than I ever have, whether it's a huge risk or not. The small amount of money I have left won't last long. I've made my stand, and I have to go forward. She'd best not forget, either, that that fellow in Montana was expecting her in good faith. She'd given her word to him, and her pride and integrity were all she had left.